Our job is to consecrate ourselves to God. And if we do that day in and day out, God is going to show up and show off. Flip the script. If you want to change your life, you have to change your story. Kiss the wave. The obstacle is not the enemy. The obstacle is the way. Eat the frog. If you want God to do the super, you have to do the natural. Fly the kite. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. Cut the rope. Playing it safe is risky. Wind the clock. You do not find time. You have to make time. Seed the clouds. You have to sow today what you want to see tomorrow. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is mystery. Win the day. Well, hey, everybody. We are back. This is uh, the study of Mark Batterson's book, Win the Day. And today we are looking at habit number two, which is kiss the wave. And I don't know, the, the, the bumper that we just played for you, those, those names might seem a little strange, but they are going to make sense as we go along. So uh, if you want to check out any of these, they are always online, by the way. Our podcasts are up so you can catch the, the previous uh, two messages that we did. But so far we have looked at uh, the introduction to this whole book, and then also last week we looked at Flip the Script. So, so far we've learned that if you want to win the day, you have to make changes in your life. And that's not easy. It's not easy for us to make changes, but you're going to have to do it. And the first change that you have to do is you have to define what the win looks like. If you're going to win the day, you have to define it. That's the first thing Mark started with. And then the second thing that we learned last week is that if you want to make a change in your life, you have to learn how to flip the script of your story's life, of your life story. And so what that means essentially is if you don't like the way your story is going, you've got to find a way to make a change. And that change that you can make starts in your mind. It doesn't start outside. It starts with you. It starts with your mind. So that's what we've learned so far, that you have to define the win and you have to change the, the, the ideas in your mind. You have to look at that. Well, today we are looking at Kiss the Wave. And that's the title of this week's message. And I got to tell you, when I first read the book, when I first looked at this, this chapter, if you will, I did not like the term kiss the wave. Because I don't know about you, but anytime I've ever kissed a wave in my life, it hasn't always turned out the way I'd expected it to. Uh, I grew up as a kid growing up on Cape Cod. And so my family moved, we, I lived in Pennsylvania, and we would travel to Cape Cod, that's where a lot of my family was, and so uh, we would go up there every summer and enjoy time uh, at the beach and time uh, with my family. And I remember just spending time up there, uh, I would walk the beach, I learned how to walk on the stones, the jetty. Uh, on Cape Cod you actually walk out on the rocks, uh, which you can't really do so much at the Jersey Shore, but uh, on Cape Cod they would let you walk out on the rocks and you go fishing off on the rocks and uh, just exploring the beach and playing the waves. Some of my fondest memories are actually playing in the waves, learning how to boogie board and bodyboard um, off on the, the, the waves and riding them in. But, but I also have some memories of uh, maybe not so much catching the waves, but the waves catching me and having some of those experiences where the waves crashed in all over me. When I was three or four years old, there was a day when my family went to the beach, and it was a, a gorgeous summer day. And I was only, like I said, three or four. I was playing maybe at the water's edge, just at the edge where the surf kind of comes in and uh, playing with my 
toys and, and whatnot. My parents were sitting up on the beach a, a little bit of a little bit away. And as I remember, it was a nice day, and there were seagulls. I mean, I was pretty small, so I don't remember a lot. And we've talked about this story, so some of it might have come in from from family conversations over the years. But uh, as I was sitting there, all of a sudden, an unusually strong wave came in. A large, usually large wave came in, and it uh, tackled me. <laughs> it literally tackled me. It just it knocked me over. It swallowed me up. And before anybody could even respond, my parents didn't even see it coming, I disappeared. So the wave came in and it grabbed me and I, and I disappeared, I was gone. The water receded back out into the ocean and one minute I was there and the next minute I was completely gone. And um, you know, being that I was so young, my vague, recollection, my vague recollection of this is that I was underwater and I remember kind of tumbling around, I, I, I had this image in my mind of trying to find the surface, because I, I didn't know which way the sun was, it was just I was underwater. And I couldn't find my way up. And my mom, when she would tell this story, she said it was the longest 20 seconds of her life. Uh, it was the longest 20 seconds of her life because she couldn't find me anywhere. I was, I was completely gone until a nice man about 30 feet away uh, kind of found me as I bumped into his legs and he picked me up. He could see my parents were frantically looking. And he said, hey, did you miss something? And he sort of lifted me up and uh, just say, hey, if you're missing something, here, here he is. Um, that was my first experience kissing a wave. That was my first experience kissing a wave. Now at the ocean, the waves can be fun, but they can also be scary because waves are powerful. Waves are unpredictable. Uh, waves can toss you around without too much warning and they can overtake you. And so that's something that is scary about waves. And not only do we have waves at the beach, but we also have waves in life. We have hardships and challenges uh, than obstacles that come about in our lives that we uh, might have to face. Things that we don't ask for, but things that crash into our lives all the same, and we have to deal with them. There are waves that come into our lives anyway. And we all face these obstacles in our life. Uh, throughout our lives, and many times we allow these obstacles to overtake us. They, they bring fear into our lives, and so they, they overtake us. They cause us anxiety. Right? And they, they, they cause us to uh, just be afraid. They crash in on the shore of our lives with the intention of drawing us out to sea, never to be heard from again. But kissing the wave, kissing the wave is all about us learning how to take those obstacles and turn them into advantages. Kissing the wave is all about learning how to ride the wave rather than letting the wave take you under. How many of us have experienced tragedy in our lives? How many of us experienced heartache in our lives, right? If I was asking, if you were here today, I'd ask you to raise your hand. I'd hope that all of you would be able to raise your hand because the truth is that we all experience tragedy in our lives. We've all experienced heartache and pain. Most of us have experienced trauma. The, the waves of our lives, they just crash in. No one escapes the obstacles that are thrown into our lives. They come as a result of us living in a sinful and a broken world. We all experience difficulty. And so when you experience difficulty in life, what will you do? How do you handle that difficulty, that obstacle, that wave when it comes? Do you allow yourself to be swept out into sea, or will you learn how to kiss the wave? Will you learn how to kiss the wave? Now, this term, kiss the wave, it might seem strange to you. I know it did for me at first when I was reading it, but it actually is a quote from a famous pastor named Charles Spurgeon. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, around, uh, around 1850, actually, 
um, he was this pastor who, who was very popular in his day. And Charles Spurgeon, in, uh, Mark Batterson rather, in, in Win the Day, he says this of Charles Spurgeon. He said, few people have advanced the kingdom quite like Charles Spurgeon. Along with pastoring the largest church in the world at the time, he had the largest church in the world, during the mid to late 1800s, he wrote 150 books, he started a college, and he was the lead leader for 66 different charities in the world at the time. All of this happened while he was pastoring this huge, huge church. And despite all of his accomplishments, he struggled. Charles Spurgeon was known to have battled depression. He was a man who fought personal and professional demons. He lived through a church fire that killed seven of his parishioners and injured many, many more. And although Charles Spurgeon experienced obstacles in his, in his life, he learned to take those bad things and he turned them to his advantage. And this is the quote that we have for him. He said this, he said, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Now, the rock of ages is a term for God. And so Charles Spurgeon is saying, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Kissing the waves doesn't mean that we don't experience uh, seasickness, and it doesn't mean we don't experience storms in our life. But kissing the wave is a good way for us to remind ourselves that the obstacles that we face in life, the things that we struggle against, they're throwing us up against God. God who can rebuke the wind and he can quiet the storms with the simple words, be still. Be still. Kissing the wave is us confessing in our life what is wrong. It's naming an obstacle. It's identifying the problem that's around us and identifying the wave that's crashing in around us. But it's also professing what is right. It is professing God's healing power that is within you in the midst of the storm. When we find ourselves facing difficult situations, we get so focused on them that we fail, that we fail to get anything out of the storm. We're so focused on getting through that storm, we, focus, we, we lose focus on what we can get out of the storm. Please hear me. There's nothing wrong with asking God to change your circumstances. That's entirely, entirely uh, right and good. If you're going through difficult times, ask God to change those. But, but always remember, God's primary goal is to change you. His primary goal is to change you. Change your head and change your heart so that you are aligned with God. The circumstances you are asking God to change may be the very circumstances that God is using to change you. This is something that the disciples forgot or they completely missed one day when they were out in a boat with Jesus. We're going to look at Mark chapter 4 uh, verses 35 to 41 but before we do that I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father I thank you for this uh, Bible verse. I thank you for this incredible story and this incredible trust that you are teaching us to have in you and so Lord we pray that you would grow each of us today in our uh, wisdom in our discipleship, and in our ability to walk in faith. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're looking at Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, and it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats were following. 
But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the waves stopped, and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They each asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Friends, in this passage, the disciples are crying out to Jesus, and they're saying to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I.e., Jesus, help, get us out of our circumstance. Aren't you paying attention to what's going on with me? And then Jesus wakes up. He wakes up and he says to his disciples, after he calms the storm with two words, quiet or be still, he says this. He says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I.e., will you let your fear take you over or will you learn to kiss the wave and trust me? They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The disciples panicked. They were confronted with the wind and the waves and the storm, and it scared them out of their mind. They were completely unnerved. And yet Jesus, when he faced the same exact storm, he responded very very differently. He spoke directly to the obstacle in front of him, and he said, be still, and the storm subsided. He turned to his disciples and he said, why are you so afraid? Where is your faith? In this story, Jesus lets his disciples know that they have a choice. When faced with an obstacle, they can panic and they can be afraid, or they can have faith and they can trust in him. And the choice that was before the disciples is the same one that's before us. When the storms come crashing into our lives, what will we do? Will we panic? Will we give in to fear? Will we get excited? Will we uh, be afraid? Or will we trust? Will we trust? Will we kiss the wave that throws us against the rock of ages? When faced with a challenge, sometimes we are so focused on getting through the challenge that we forget to grow through the challenge. Sometimes God delivers us from suffering, but most often God delivers us through the suffering. And we can find purpose through our suffering by discovering not just how to help ourselves, but also how to help others as well. Last week, I was listening to a leadership podcast, and the interviewer had uh, Rick Warren on the podcast. And Rick Warren, in many ways, is America's pastor. Uh, He's earned that title. Uh, Rick Warren has uh, prayed for presidents on both sides of the aisle. Rick Warren has built a church over the last several decades, a church that is, is large and is flourishing and is healthy and is engaging the world. It is helping solve problems and it is doing great things for people worldwide. But like Charles Spurgeon, Rick Warren is no stranger to obstacles that have been thrown into his life. And in this interview, Rick is uh, opening up about his personal tragedy that he experienced and the loss of his son, Matthew. In 2013, Matthew, who struggled with depression and died by suicide. 
as Rick and his wife Kay experienced a wave that they hoped would never crash on the shore of their lives. And here's what Rick said of that experience as he has gone through this over the last several years. He said, I've learned that God comforts us in our pain so that we can comfort others with the comfort that we've been given. Please hear me say that again. I have learned that God comforts us in our pain so that we can comfort others with the comfort we've been given. Rick went on to say to everyone listening, he says, your greatest ministry will come out of your deepest pain. I am absolutely convinced of that, he said. Your deepest pain will cause and create your greatest ministry in this life, the greatest service that you can provide someone else. Sometimes God delivers us from suffering, but more often than not, God delivers us through, some, through suffering. And we can find purpose in our suffering by not only helping ourselves, but learning to help other people. What have you experienced in this life that you can share with others? What have you experienced? If Pastor Rick is right, then God brought you through the obstacles that you have had so that you can grow personally and so that you can share what you've learned with others. And if you're in the middle of a difficult storm right now, if you're in the middle of a wave crashing in on your life, if you're in the middle of an obstacle, then this is the time to kiss the wave. To kiss the wave because God has not abandoned you. God knows the seasons of your life and what you are going through, the seasons of suffering and in pain. And instead of asking, why God? Ask the question, what God? What God are you teaching me in this lesson right now? That's the question to ask in the middle of our sufferings, in the middle of our obstacles. What are you teaching me, God? As I shared earlier, when I was a child, I was obliterated by a wave. It completely took me under. I was swept off the beach as a child, and if not for the quick thinking of a complete stranger, I might have been lost and disappeared forever. And, but that experience, as scary as it was, it became a learning experience for me. As I grew up around the beach, I learned to respect the power of the wave. I learned to watch for undertow, to be cautious of, of undertow, and I became good at reading waves as they rolled in on the shoreline. And although I had the choice to be deathly afraid of the beach, because I had had a pretty horrific experience, I had the choice to be afraid of waves forever and ever because of that experience. I chose to learn from it, and I chose to learn how to kiss the waves and learn how to ride those waves in into the shore. Sometimes God delivers us from suffering, but more often not than not, God delivers us through suffering. When you face obstacles in life, remember not to let the waves uh, crash over you in such a way that you give in to fear, but pause and ask the question, what can I learn from this experience? And then once you've come up with that answer, turn around, go, and share it with someone else. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the gift of Charles Spurgeon's words to us today. We thank you for the gift of scripture that reminds us, Lord, to hold on to hope. And as we sung this morning, breathing you in and out, holding on to hope that you are always with us, that we do not need to despair. Lord, we pray today that you would guide our thoughts, that you would guide our steps, that you would help us in the midst of struggle. Lord, I know that there are people listening to this message right now who are facing a terrible obstacle, that they are facing a terrible tragedy, that they are facing a terrible experience. 
And God, I pray that you would give them the ability to turn their eyes heavenward and then, Lord, that they would ask, okay, what am I to learn in the midst of this? Because God has not gone away from me. God is with me in this and he will guide me through this. This is a season. It is difficult, but God, you are there. And Lord, I pray that you would give each and every one of us faith, faith to trust you, to guide us through our circumstances, not to necessarily remove them from us, but to help us grow through them. We pray all this today in Jesus' name. Amen.